0: hey everyone today we're talking about are you ready to date and what it really means to be ready like what is the meaning of that word how do you gauge yourself and where you're at how do you decide on somebody that is date worthy what are you supposed to look out for is there a way to like prepare even though you can't really practice until you're really in it we talk about all of that i share some of my experiences as always and it's really interesting the best way to get the most of this is to also listen to the first part which was POV Your are about your desire for marriage really was a challenge to not just put marriage off as like you know something that will happen if it happens but to put it as something that is a worthy goal to have so check that out if you haven't listened um, wherever you're getting your podcast this one you should be able to see there. Um, so yeah this is DFOFC enjoy the episode. So we've covered two parts so far live like you're planning to marry, why the wait? And now we're talking about, are you ready to date? And this is all part of that little booklet by boundless.org called A Girl's Guide to Marrying Well. So are you ready to date? The first step in the process of moving towards marriage is to evaluate yourself spiritually. Love it. One of our guiding principles is that we are trying to be or prepared to be a godly spouse even as we try to find a godly spouse so you're preparing to be one even as you're going about finding one very essential all singles who profess christ and aspire to marriage even as a possibility like you don't have to have a spouse for you to be seriously thinking about this you should just be desirous of it and as part of your desire for it begin to prepare for it essentially Um, So, all all singles who profess Christ and aspire to marriage, even as a possibility, have this responsibility, even outside this area of life, we should all be trying to grow in Christ. Are you a Christian? If you're already sure of that basic answer, are you a growing and mature Christian? You should always be growing, whether you're single or married or somewhere in between, but is one of the ways to start to evaluate yourself if you're really ready to pursue another relationship a relationship with somebody else Um, are you growing as a believer are you maturing are you generally humble and teachable and do you respect authority i'm going to pause here real quick one of the things i like to say to people is there should be people over you as a woman as a man it shouldn't just be you just going on vibes and it's important there needs to be someone who can call you to order if you're wilding out it is not a good sign to be in a relationship with someone who has nobody that can call them to order no father no pastor no mentor that they can relate to on real life not like a fire of mentor yes we can have mentors that we don't know by reading their books but you need to have somebody close enough that you can go to their house and say this is what's going on i need your help Now, when you marry, you're not supposed to be carrying all your matters and going up and down to everywhere. You should have enough self-control, enough wisdom to address your issues at home primarily. But there can be certain seasons where things have escalated beyond your control. You have talked to each other several times. You have prayed. There is no change. And then you you can now go to the person that you have both chosen as your people to help with issues to address them it is not wise to not have people that you can submit yourself to nobody is big enough to not have leaders like don't we'll run around like a headless chicken have leaders above you and if you're dating someone who doesn't have any leaders above them it's a red red flag they should fix it by becoming a part of a local church yes a local church where you're known and loved and can be corrected in love Not that you're going to be gullible and just fall for anything because you're a maturing Christian yourself. So you should know what is right from what is wrong. But nonetheless, you should have leadership. Okay, that was a thumbs up in case you didn't see it. As a practical matter, are you responsible and holy in the way you possess your own spirit, mind, and body? That's an interesting one. Are you responsible and holy? So I would say like, are you practically pursuing holiness with your what you allow your mind to consume, with the thoughts you allow yourself to think. You know, there's a Bible verse um, about whatever is true, whatever is honest. All I know is that it's 8, 8 in it. And for the life of me, cannot remember what the verse is. Let me see if I can find it. Philippians 4, 8, maybe. <gasps> Look at my memory popping up. Philippians 4, 8. Yes. Oh. So grateful, so glad for like residual Bible memory. Philippians 4:8 says, "Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things." So essentially, think of whatever is true, whatever is lovely. Don't be letting your mind ponder on nonsense for too long. It's actually problematic because the same way you see how that verse just popped up in my head because of past meditation there are things that pop up in your head because of past meditation thank you holy spirit yeah i did not plan that example but it just totally worked out as you begin to seriously consider marriage generally or a particular relationship your first step should be to soberly reflect before god on your own spiritual walk and maturity in christ I kind of used to tease my parents, like, I've always known that one of the key questions they would ask my, whatever spouse I brought home was, tell me about your testimony, or like, how did, essentially, how did you come to knowledge of Christ? We're Christians, so like, there's only so many places you can start, like, it's first like, are you one of us, is, is kind of what that question is, is trying to get at, and to understand what their journey has been, and what this author here is saying as well, the author of this article is Scott Croft is that before you go and meet your fiance's parents or whatever, you should, before you even meet, um, start to pursue relationships, the first place to start from is to to reflect on your own relationship with God and think, where am I, God? Um, Am I growing as a Christian? Am I cultivating the disciplines of prayer, Bible study, meditation, giving? Am I a Christian worthy of emulation? Or is my life even worthy of your calling? I think the reason for this is, like, you want to make sure that um, your work with God is also solid. Because you're about to add a layer of responsibility to your life, right? And if your walk with God is not solid, you cannot recognize someone else whose work with God is solid to be a part of. Or you'll be a problem to them as well, like, if you do find somebody mis- miraculously. So, start with yourself is what this is. If you aspire to be a godly wife someday... What have you done, and what are you doing to prepare for that ministry? That's a very interesting question. Um, in my own day, I'm not even that old. I don't know why I'm saying in my own day, but um, I've always enjoyed just if I like you as a person, I like how I see you're handling your affairs in your home. I would draw near to you. In fact, I still do that to this day. I'll draw near to you. I want to. I want to learn from you. To just how you're talking to your children i want to see how you're running your home not in a creepy way i'm going to be useful to you too you can send me on errands you can check up on me if you don't see me in church all of that good stuff i kind of bind myself to older women and the bible actually recommends that in titus 2 verse 2 i believe man this youtube will be trying my bible knowledge because i just been needing to pop out verses on regular basis Titus 2, verse 2, I believe. Yes, it says, teach the older men to exercise. Actually, I didn't get it right. But I know it's still Titus 2. Let me see where exactly in Titus it is. Okay, so Titus 2, verse um, 3 is... Well, I was one verse off. I think I tried. Similarly, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. They must not slander others and be heavy drinkers. Mm Mm-hmm instead they should teach others what is good these older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children to live wisely and be pure to work in their homes and to do good and to be submissive to their husbands then they will not bring shame on the word of god so essentially older women have a responsibility towards younger women and younger women have a responsibility as well to accept that teaching and training and don't worry it's not just women the older one talks about the the previous verse rather that talks about teach the older men to exercise self-control to be worthy of respect and to live wisely they must have sound faith and be filled with love and patience so read Titus too if you're wondering about this verses all that to say, you have a place to learn. And back to that question about if you aspire to be a godly wife, what are you doing practically to prepare for that ministry? You know how that verse says, who finds a wife, finds a good thing. It doesn't say who will find a to-be wife. It says he will find a wife. Meaning that you should already be a wife before you're found to be a wife. How do you be a wife? You learn by theory, essentially. And then when the time comes, you go and do practical. <laughs> okay. Second, are you at a place in your life at which you are ready and able to marry? I'm always recommending one to max, one to three max years of dating. I think one year is ideal. Uh, you should be able to go from hello to I do in that time. Or else you're probably too young to be in a relationship. If you cannot see yourself marrying in a year, practically, maybe a little bit longer, two, three max. Based on me, I think you're too young. But keep reading, keep listening rather as I read. Practice and recreation are not good reasons to date. Dating is for the purpose of finding a marriage partner. In my view, and these are Scott Croft's words if you can't happily picture yourself married within a year, you're not in a position to date. Third, I'm not going to comment further. I think the word, the word is enough for the wise. Actually, I will comment because I, I I, think the reason is multifold. One of them is sexual purity. How do you continue to grow in um, closeness to someone for many years and not expect to fall as you extend courtship, right? How do you expect to be able to safely break away from them if you really need to break up? If you spend so much time building intimacy with them. I'm not saying it's not possible. I know there are people that date through university and all of that. I'm just saying you're making it harder on yourself. To be able to live with your heart whole. And not have your heart broken. And also because we should wait till we're able to get married. And that ability... Doesn't have to be defined by cultural norms of how much money you need to have or how much education you need to have. Exercise wisdom, yes. Have your community of older, wiser Christian community weigh in about your maturity and readiness. Have the elders weigh in, yes. But sometimes we procrastinate on how, when we need to get married because we have. Raise the st- we just keep raising the bar, keep raising the bar of how much you need to get married. Many of us can be married sooner rather than later, and I hope that helps you understand. But if not, I'm gonna put again resources on how to go from hello to I do in the description, so you can read um, and make your own decision by yourself. Okay, third, once you decide that you're ready to date, look to God's word to decide the kind of person to date. And evaluate potential dating partners on those criteria rather than relying primarily on the world's treatment of ideas like attraction and chemistry it's lovely to look at your spouse and be like God took his time creating you man you are stunning even though God created us all once and just put the ability to multiply in us and technically God did not take extra time on them is what I'm trying to say but it is nice to just look at them and be like you're fine and i will choose you it is lovely to have that but we know that when push comes to shove that's not what you eat beauty fades when it is put on um, the wrong person and i think i heard someone say recently i believe it was pastor kingsley that in a lot of the passages in the bible beauty is always put like next to a more important virtue like maybe Beauty on a, on somebody with it with the wrong spirit is like putting pearls on a pig or something like that, or how like, um. Who who can find a virtuous woman? Her worth is more than X Y Z pearls. Essentially, it's always comparing and contrasting beauty and other other attributes that actually are lasting. And it's very interesting that the Bible does that quite a few times almost like a reminder that you know, beauty is great oh I love to see beautiful people and I'm always just admiring beautiful people yes um, but there are other things that make beauty fade in the long run like a foul mouth like laziness like um, prayerlessness like worldliness like drunkenness that just make the beauty fade away so yes beauty is great attraction is great but it loses its allure in the long run if it's not if it's not the icing on the cake if it's the cake itself it doesn't hold up is what it is okay in short pick a potential partner with an eye towards godly manhood and womanhood with an eye towards who would make a good husband or wife, defined by those characteristics God esteems in His Word, not the ones Hollywood likes. And if you're wondering what some of those are, I have so many resources. One about ten signs you know is the one. Something marks of maturity. I will link them above for the video watchers and for the youth for the podcast listeners. Um, I will link them as well, so you can watch them if you choose, or you can just keep listening as well and you will hear some of them as we go thank you for listening that's where we're going to wrap for today but there's still so much more to come under this piece about intentionality and remember this is all part of that guide that i've been mentioning a girl's guide to marrying well and this is just the first part intentionality there's also purity community and christian compatibility so still so much to come next week will probably be about friendship fraud which is like situationships and you all know how much I love that topic and just helping people to not break their own heart by um, settling for mediocre love. I've written a whole book about that topic, Situationship, How to Stop Breaking Your Own Heart. You should totally check it out in the description. Um, it's nine ninety nine 99 on my website and it will really bless you. It's also like how I talk. So very engaging, very real and useful. So check it out as your way to support me and also maybe buy for a friend. Thank you. It's available as an ebook right now. That is that. I also want to get your thoughts on the series so far. How have you found it? Do you find that this is stuff you can actually implement in today's world of dating? Or does it feel a bit far-fetched to date like this? And if you're married already or you're in a really good relationship, tell me which of these you were able to implement. And as a bit of a sidebar, I've been thinking lately that as much as i still believe that one year is ideal because it just gives you enough time to get to know someone and really focus on the things that are important and not be growing in intimacy such that if you had to break up it wouldn't like it wouldn't be impossible i've also I've also started to get a bit flexible. Like I've seen examples where it has seemed to work for them. But I think it's still a good idea to have it as a standard in your head that you know what, let's not keep this too long for all the reasons I mentioned in this episode. Anyway, anyways, I can go on as you can probably tell. If you've enjoyed this episode today, please be sure to show us some love. Follow wherever you're listening, subscribe, it's free and it means a lot to me. Thank you for doing that. And if you want to take it a step further, honestly, if you had to do only one thing, it would be share it on your story, recommend it to a friend, like send them the link. Personal recommendations go such a long way. So, thank you for all the love. Thank you for all the support, the DMs telling me things you enjoy about it. Um, I appreciate it. And if you're not following me or the pod, wherever you get your socials, probably Instagram, I'm at great and the podcast is at Dear Fopsy. Okay, that's all I've got for this week. Enjoy your week and um, this is Fopsy, a show about relationships, stories of resilience and uh, the shareable things Popoe finds around the web and in her life. Until next time, have some fun. Bye.